Welcome to the Start Messy Podcast, an action-driven show that provides quick, no-nonsense strategies and tools to get out of your own way. So let's start today with one messy action that'll get you closer to making your dreams a reality. I am your host, Christina Poole-Smith. Thank you for joining me each week as we discuss what it takes to get started achieving your goals and live a happy, complete life. In this episode, we're really going to start understanding our vision for our life. We're going to create goals to understand how we're going to get where we want to go. But before we really dive into this, I want to talk about courage. This idea of starting messy may scare the heck out of you. It may make your back tighten. It may make your stomach feel like it's in knots. You may slightly lose your breath when thinking about starting messy. Everyone has these feelings and it's okay. And it takes so much courage to continue to push through even when you have these types of feelings. So I'm so proud of you for coming today, for spending this time here right now. But I want you to think about fear differently. Fear and excitement feel very similar. When your goal scares you, change that idea to be something that is exciting for you. Reframe it in your mind to be helpful. When you feel those feelings, know that you're on to something powerful. Make them blaring alarms for where you want to go, where you need to be going. Don't fight against that feeling. Embrace it. This will never go away and you don't want it to. You want to use it to push you forward. Stop worrying about how you're going to get there and just get at it. This path will be revealed in the order it's supposed to be. People will come into your lives that you never expected. You will have people you don't even know yet that'll guide you. Allow God to start lighting your path. But to do it, you have to take action. You have to start, especially if it's messy. Get over yourself and humble yourself because what you're doing, you are doing to help yourself or someone else, to improve your life or someone else's. All of our actions affect others. So take the chance to positively influence it. Start believing in yourself and what God has planned for you. Tell fear to bring it on. Staying in your comfort zone, is that really even comfortable for you? Or are you staying up Late at night, worrying over finances, your health, your marriage? Because if so, that is not comfortable. It is familiar. Stop thinking about your comfort zone as being comfortable. It is your familiar zone. It's not where you want to be necessarily. It's not how you want to live the rest of your life. Your fear may come from making mistakes. You may be fearful from that. Or failing or letting other people see you fail. Maybe you don't want other people to see you fail, but you never get where you want to be if you don't fail. Everybody has failed. That's the whole idea of just getting going, getting started, just making it messy. The more you do something, the cleaner it will get. If you allow that fear to come between you and your goals, then you won't get very far. If someone out there is seeing you fail, at least they see you tried. They also see you knock off that dust, stand back up, and keep going. Because 
We will not give up until we win every single day. So let's realign to where our thoughts are matching where we want to be. Remember that your thoughts don't have power unless you assign them power. You get to choose what power you assign to those feelings. Fear is no longer fear. It is excitement, enjoyment, and a challenge to conquer. For myself, I call this nervously excited. I'm nervous, but it will not stop my excitement to do it. I will power through. In the Bible, Psalms 27.1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Reframe the way that you think of fear when you have those feelings of fear. Start using that as a guiding light on where you need to be going for your life. Because really, that's just getting you out of your familiar zone. So now we're going to talk about vision and what the difference between a goal and a vision are. So what is your vision for your life? Vision is actually your overall ethics and priorities for your life. What ideal life would you like to live? For me, having faith my husband, and my mental well-being are my top priorities. My vision is to live a free life, free of financial concerns, of vacation time concerns for both myself and my husband. It is to do yoga and meditation daily while looking out at an amazing scenery as the sun comes up, traveling often, and spending time with family. It is also to feel God's purpose, whatever it might be at that time. It is to help and inspire others to achieve the same freedom. Goals, on the other hand, make up your vision. Know that as life changes, our goals may change. But the overall vision does not change. Goals will make up the how to get to that vision. So as we think about our goals and discuss how to create the correct goals for you and your vision... Watch for that feeling of nervousness and embrace it. Allow it to come over you, but fill it with positive thoughts. You are capable. You are good enough. You are smart. You are strong. People love you. You have a support system that when you don't know where to go next, they are there. Nothing that you are doing hasn't been done before. If you're starting a new business, guess what? Others have too. So take that knowledge and learn from others. Build off of it. You are not alone in this. As I've said before, when I create my goals, I pray about them. So before we get started, I want you to say a quick prayer and ask God to help you develop the best goals for you in your path through his purpose. When you make plans with God, he no longer laughs at them. As we go through this, I want you to write out your goals. There is a magical connection between pen and paper in your brain, and we want to activate this. Grab the back of a napkin or your goal-focused journal, or you can print off the PDF that I have on the show notes to help you walk through this. The basic questions I want you to consider while writing your goals are, are they big enough? We want to make big goals. Goals that will scare you. Goals that will motivate you. What I like to call God-sized goals. That means that they're only able to be completed with God's help. 
as you write your goals, I want you to write them as they've already happened. Give them a trackable measurement. Don't just say, I want to lose weight. Say, I want to lose 15 pounds or I want to fit in a size 6 jean. Be specific on what you want or how you're going to do it. Goals must be based on things within your control. You cannot control mother nature. You cannot control other people's actions. You can only control your actions. Be clear about this in your goal. I personally do not add due dates because if you follow the process, it's really not even necessary. You will be so excited that every day you'll be pushing yourself to hit this goal. We're going to break down these goals, so make them high level. To create the correct goal in your life, review your life evaluation from the last episode. What did you score low in? Are these areas you want to improve? Are you okay with some of these being low? Now think, how can we improve the ones we want to improve? What can we do to make them better? What is something that brings up that fearful or excited feeling? What is a goal that will motivate you to be better, to challenge you to do more? We're going to come up with 10 different goals. So you have space really for a goal per area. Or you could have a couple of goals if one area is lower that is a high priority to you. I want you to really dream big, like scary, amazing goals. Some of these goals may end up being habits, which is totally fine, but you will want to have an easily trackable method to do this. Feel free to use mine in the show notes or whatever you have close by to make sure that you're tracking these habits that you're improving in your life. The main thing is going to be to write them out, pen to paper. Typing them out in your smartphone is just not the same. Actively write it out. Now we're going to rank the goals. There will be some goals that may be able to help others occur. When I first started this, some of my goals were to retire from my corporate job, own a house close to the lake, make enough money to support my lifestyle, and then spend more time with God and my husband. When I reviewed these goals, I realized my finances were the goal that I needed to focus on first. I needed to figure out a way to make an income without having to work a normal job. This would allow me to afford a house close by the lake, to spend more time with God and my husband because I would have more time. This was my focus, but remember my priorities were faith, husband, and mental well-being. So my short-term focus was not directly my priorities. My priorities influenced my long-term vision, but what I was focusing on now was my finances. This goal for me wasn't a quick goal. This goal actually took several years. It had a lot of ups and downs and zigzags along the way. This is why I don't put due dates on it, but I do put due dates on the actions. When you review your goals, what is the most important to you? Which one allows the other ones to occur? Do you have one goal that is the catalyst for a few of the others? This is where your focus is going to be. Put a star next to the one that makes several of the other ones occur. I learned this concept from Shalene Johnson and it has transformed the way that I manage my goals. Your focus goal will be the one that pushes the other goals forward. 
If you don't currently have one in your list, then create one. To find your focus goal, look at the big picture of your life and see what improvements will help you achieve the other goals. So let's break this down and work out an example together. Let's say that your goals are to be able to play with your kids an hour a day without being winded, to reduce or get off your medications, to lose 15 pounds, to save $100 a month, and give $50 to charity each month. Your focus goal for this example could be to get healthier by meal prepping healthy options and working out three times a week. You would be saving money, which you could use towards the charity, while losing weight and improving your overall health. As you push forward and complete actions on your goal, you will see that the path may open up for you. You'll start seeing your life form in front of you the way you want it. Is it possible that you will hit roadblocks? Yes. Anticipate that and come up with solutions for them, but don't let them hold you back. This is too important for you to stop now. If something occurs outside of your life, ask God if this is his way of helping you get into a new goal or to continue on with the current one. Listen and watch for his answers in your life. Getting frustrated with things outside of your control will not serve you. Just accept it and move on. Find your next step on your path. With every small victory, celebrate yourself and praise God for allowing you the strength to pursue his purpose in your life. So your start messy focus for this week will be to figure out your 10 goals, really pray about those goals and figure them out, and then figure out which one is going to be your focus goal. Once you have that completed, every morning and every night, I want you to write out your goals. Try to do this through memorization. I want you to do it this way because I want it to become ingrained in you. I want your goals to be a part of you. Thank you for spending this time with me today. If this was helpful to you at all, I'd be so appreciative if you'd share this. Share with me your main focus goal. Tag me in a post about it so I can root for you along the way. Have a blessed and happy day.